This time on the Rule Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. You're not helping yourselves by the way you're handling January 6th. This is the first anniversary of January 6th. And we need to have an honest look at it, not politicize it to the point that it is. Because you're taking away any credibility that authority has by holding it up and using it for your political gain. And that's all it is. And we see right through it. And we see the politicization of everything in America. The power-hungry are doing everything they can to gain power through politics. And the kind of power that they think they can gain, the money that they think they can make, I think Joe Biden is a thief. His son is certainly a thief and a crook, an extortionist. This is what we have in office. He wears black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Right Radio. His name is New York Mike, and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio. I'm New York Mike. Hey, I'm New York Mike, and this is Roll Right Radio. Yes, January 6th, 2022, the one-year anniversary of this event. It was a big event. I was there. And so it's the one-year anniversary of the Ellipse Park event. That was huge. I went across the country. I was not at all comfortable with what happened in the 2020 election. I didn't believe it. I still don't believe it. I do not believe that Joe Biden got 81 million legitimate votes. I don't believe that election was held fair, square, however they want to say it. It was rigged. I think it was stolen. I'm not saying Joe Biden's not president. I'm saying that I don't think they should have sanctified the vote until they totally understood or or wanted to agree with what happened in those battleground states. Just on the surface, where... 10 o'clock at night, Trump is leading in all five of those states. And then at 5 o'clock in the morning, Biden has these insurmountable leads. doesn't sit right. It shouldn't sit right with anybody. It's my opinion. And okay, if they got away with it, they got away with it. But we had the right because there was a rally called in Ellipse Park where we went. And that park stretches from behind the White House you know, all the way across Constitution Avenue, all the way up in all the grounds of the Washington Monument, right to the Vietnam Veterans Wall, to the whole mall. And every inch was taken up with us, human beings. I'm talking about 98% Trump supporters. There were Antifa members, Antifa activists in that crowd, without a doubt. There were. And there were also Antifa activists all around. So here we are. The press is saying, oh, there's thousands. There were hundreds of thousands. If you said a million, I don't think you'd be exaggerating. That's just my opinion. Could have been a half a million. It wasn't any less. 
six, seven hundred thousand. The sea of humanity was ridiculous, and me and my buddy Tony were in it from before seven thirty in the morning. Tony Rubo picked me up at the hotel before six a.m. because we knew it was going to be a battle getting downtown. We got the cars parked in the inside garage. We walked. And it was freezing cold. And when we got there, because we started walking there before 7, so it was before 7.30, and I keep saying that, when we got there, that Sea of Humanity was already there. And we were just going shoulder to shoulder. We couldn't move from the minute we got there until the whole thing was over. That was what was going on in Ellipse Park. How many people went to the Capitol when I was supposed to go to meet my friend Mike Warnock and Barr and some others? But when we left the Lips Park after Trump's speech, which was, what, 120, 130, and we started walking, you can't just casually leave a Lips Park. We were scrozing in like sardines, and everybody stayed until the end of his speech because we couldn't leave. And so we get out, and, and I'm getting calls from Warnock. Turn around. It's a cluster. It's a mess. The Capitol Police haven't set up perimeter. People are breaching the Capitol. They're going inside. I said, well, I didn't want to do that. I thought we were going to peacefully walk from Ellipse Park to the Capitol because that's what the president said we were going to do, peacefully. We didn't go there to destroy anything, and the people that did, now, they're going to pay a price. That was wrong. Breaking, entering, trespassing, damaging this and that. I mean, it was wrong. Did anybody go in there and bring weapons? I don't think there was a Swiss knife in that crowd. I mean, if there was, boy, you'd be seeing that put up there. And here's the thing. It's the one-year anniversary of Lips Park and the breach of the Capitol. It's also been a year of false panic over an insurrection that never was. And a further erosion of the trust in government law enforcement and the growing support of anarchy, where it just shows its liberal face. However long this has been percolating, and there have been signs going way back, we only have to go back to George Floyd to see the contrast, the difference, the hypocrisy of how the riots of 2019 were treated and how this... Criminal activity, including hundreds, even thousands of murders, have been treated, and how the protesters of January 6th have been treated. The protesters. I mean, go to Minneapolis, go to Seattle, right after George Floyd, go to all these other places. They were burning down federal buildings, courthouses, and they were killing cops. They were using lasers to blind cops. That's what they were doing. And what did they get? They got out with no bail or their bail was paid for by Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was raising money to pay the bail for these, we're talking about in way beyond insurrection. These people were revolting. There were 40 or 50 people killed, murdered. How many cops were killed? How these murderers have been treated. They just walk, they get no cash bail. They're out. Their bail, it's okay. Zero. They're out. 
and they got to promise to show up for their court date. Do you really think they're showing up for their court date? And what about the protesters who were stupid enough to walk into the Capitol and display their flags and, okay, whatever it is they want to display, it's a free country. You want to show a Confederate flag? Show a Confederate flag. There's no law against that, is there? It's in bad taste. I remember when the Nazi march in Illinois, where a lot of Holocaust survivors lived, and the Nazis were marching, and there was a lot of controversy. Do they have the right to march? And where their swastikas? Oh my God, these people are going to feel terrible. It was disgusting, absolutely disgusting. But we all agreed. They've got the right to do it. The First Amendment gives them the right. So it's a free country, folks. It's still a free country. I believe that. But the protesters who went into the Capitol wrongly and stupidly and said and did stupid things. I don't know. This president said they defecated in the Capitol. Where? In the men's room? Come on, will you? Yes, it was stupidity on display. And I believe 100% egged on by these Antifa thugs who were just pushing these people into doing stupid things. But those people that did it, it's like they used to say to me <laughs> in school when I did stupid things. My friends there, they go, well, if he jumped off the Empire State Building, would you follow him? Yeah, it doesn't make it right that they do it because the other guy did it. That's no excuse. It was wrong. It was stupid. And they shouldn't have done it. But what did they do? They didn't bring in weapons. They weren't destroying the country. They were stupidly trying to hold up making this election legal, thinking they could hold it up to investigate that this election was stolen. How in the world does a guy hang out in the basement? How does a guy be as distasteful as Joe Biden was and is and get 81 million? Come on. Trump got 75 million votes, and that was insane. So what did they have to do? They had to go to a place. I don't think they expected to have to go to 80 million. They stretched, and they did it. And one day we're going to find out, and I think, oh, there's a lot going on to keep us from doing that. But it was rigged, it was wrong, and it was stolen. But so what? Okay. You just say, okay, okay, we had an election. However they got it, they got it. We'll figure this out. And you just go, on, oh, you know, Trump, who's a fighter. Trump has always been a counterpuncher. He's always been a fighter. That's what made him a great president. That's what made him successful in business. He could have sat back and taken defeat when he got smacked down by his overzealousness in, in Atlantic City, was overbuilding. Well, he, he didn't plan on having the plane crash. I think it was a week or a few days before the opening of the Taj Mahal, killing the executives. It was a freak plane crash. I don't think anybody planned it. The plane wasn't shot down. And the, the most important executives to run the Taj Mahal were killed. And he had to go from zero, you know, a week later he opens up, whether he liked it or not, he had to do it, there he was. And he, he didn't have anything but amateurs running the place. Well, what happened, happened. He didn't just stay down, he did what he had to do. It was distasteful and ugly. And he came back, he came rolling back, because that's who he is, he's a fighter. And he fought for this country in great ways. 
He fought for trade agreements. He fought in, in every way. In Syria, when they crossed the red line, he confronted them. He sent in missiles. He shut them down. He shut up North Korea. They didn't fire any missiles after he met with Kim Jong-un. They stopped doing that. Now they're doing it again. But they didn't mess with Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump just did what Donald Trump does. He called a spade a spade. He said, no, this is a stolen election. And he yelled it and screamed it. And he was like, this is wrong. And he's right, it was wrong. He could have just rolled over. That's not who he was, not who he is. It's not who we are. As Americans, it's our right. It's not our right to break windows, to breach a Capitol, although a lot of people said they were invited in. And, and we want to hear the whole story, don't we? We want to hear it all. But those people that they've identified as having gone into the Capitol and done whatever, they're keeping them in prison. They're in jail under the worst conditions, solitary confinement. No food, no haircuts, no ability to shave. The water is dirty and ugly and rusty. I mean, you keep on hearing the. Is this how we want our fellow Americans? These aren't criminals. There are people that go and burn down buildings and loot. And then you break them out, they get bail, they go back and loot again. And then they get out on bail and they go back and they burn other stuff down and go back and loot and beat and rape and murder again. These aren't those people. These are hardworking American patriots who believe that election was stolen and had every right to believe that the election was stolen. And they took it too far. And they should be punished for it. That's it. You don't take them out of their houses. You don't take their cell phones and their records. You don't treat them like spies, traders, some sort of a big espionage plot. It wasn't that. And yeah, don't tell me about their groups, the Proud Boys or this thing or that thing. Everybody belongs to some club or another. You don't like some of them. I don't like others of them. That's life. But there's a disrespect that's almost become fashionable for all the police agencies, a total distrust of the FBI, especially by the right, though I me, that's right, because what happened on the 2016 election. The FBI perpetrated that. Not the whole FBI, obviously. You know, a handful, Comey's and his cronies. Comey and Cromies, that's what did what they did. And Mueller and his investigation, come on. That was all based on bullshit, and they knew it. And they did it. So yeah, to us on the right, have a disrespect for what the FBI has done? Absolutely. There's a national disrespect for all authority by the way the left treated Trump. The way that no president has been treated the way the left, and I say the left, all the Democrats, all these people, the way they treated Trump, the disrespect, the contempt they treated, the office of the presidency. Do you remember? How could you not remember? Pelosi ripping up the State of the Union speech. You don't think that's as bad or worse than the insurrection at the Capitol? You want to call that an insurrection? Then what was what Pelosi did? That was traitorous. That was horrible. This is 
the example that's being set by the leaders of this country, that's what they did. They were so outraged that Trump got elected. Equally, by the way, that Clinton did not get elected. They were all geared up and ready for, you know, Hillary Clinton to be the first woman president, blah, blah, blah. They were all ready for that. And it didn't happen. So it was a double shot. They got this Donald Trump. Oh, my God, of all the people running, of everyone that the Republicans put up, Donald Trump, no! And we don't have Hillary Clinton. Oh, my God! They thought it was okay for Pelosi to rip up the State of the Union speech and not recognize what permission that gave to the rest of the followers of the Democrats. They're cheering her on, and they're... That's anarchy right there. That's the Speaker of the House being an anarchist. Lock her up, okay? What is now fully disclosed, lying by the FBI leaders, the agents, the leaders regarding Trump, they were just blatant lies regarding Trump. Blatant lies. And now the administration is just letting them off the hook. We got John Durham prosecuting this criminal activity to take down the election of 2016. This was the government. This was the FBI telling lies, persecuting and prosecuting. Everything that happened to Michael Flynn was just baloney. It was wrong. Everything, the whole Mueller investigation, two years, the impeachment of Trump. This was all wrong. And as far as I'm concerned, criminal activity. And now there's no prosecutors of the rioters after Floyd. But there's imprisonment without bail or even charges for those of Jan. They don't even charge them. No one's been charged with insurrection. No one's been charged with anything any more substantial than trespassing. There's unlawful imprisonment, no due process. It's all done to political enemies, but the criminals go free. Then there's the response to COVID. A campaign by Democrats based on Trump's COVID failures, quote-unquote, that's what they say. And deaths of, what, 350,000 a campaign promised by Biden to fix the COVID pandemic without mandates. And then mandates, no fix, over 100,000 more deaths than under Trump. Over 480,000 this year, 350,000 the year before under Trump since Biden. And it hasn't been a full year. 480,000 dead and no or little mention of this by the media who relentlessly bash Trump. The message that goes out isn't a message that Biden is worse than Trump or Trump is worse than Biden. The message is you can lie. You can twist the truth as much as you want to favor your whatever the issue is. People are told this. There's no mention of this by the media. This isn't lost on the public. 
It isn't lost on how we got here, on who's in charge. Even our military has lost its credibility after the debacle in Afghanistan and the Lloyd Austin, Mark Miley presser and the congressional testimony and then the mandates that threaten the careers of Marines and Navy SEALs and airmen, pilots, combat controllers. Combat controllers, TACPs, who would not vax. They're going to get thrown out. Remember at first they were threatened with dishonorable discharges. This is what's going on. Lloyd Austin, Mark Maley, talking about white supremacists in the military. If you're a patriot, you're a white supremacist. If you're white, no, even if you're black. Remember, Lieutenant Governor-elect of Virginia was a former Marine. Yeah, right. She's called a white supremacist, even though she's black as the ace of spades. Come on. This is totally ridiculous, and the people see it, and the people know it, and the credibility, your credibility, even on the left, your credibility is important to me. You hold an office of president, of vice president, of senators, members of Congress. I want those offices to be credible. And you've just taken that credibility away. A president who threatens Americans, threatens us with these mandates, threatens us, discharges, losing your job. You can't go into a restaurant. You can't do this because of threatened mandates. But he cows to the Russia, the China, and the Iran. And he doesn't have the respect of his own party. They're talking out loud. They're not thinking out loud. They're talking out loud about who are they going to run in 2024. Of course, Kamala Harris is a joke. We'll, we'll argue that. She's a joke. And Biden, he ain't getting it. So they are talking about it. Not me. I don't care. They're talking about who to run. Yeah, I mentioned Van Jones. Oh, yeah, okay, I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think who they have on their side. They're the ones who are talking about Michelle Obama, not me. So is it any wonder that anarchy is getting popular? Is it any wonder that people are just, they're just so, I, I want to say, disenchanted. They lost their credibility. That's a dangerous thing. No, the Democrats keep on going, oh, defund the police and, you know, take away their ability. They can't insure themselves. They got to buy the insurance themselves. You, you can't this, you can't. The cops are out there on their own. They're afraid to make a move. They're disrespected. Don't you think that that extends beyond, it goes to the classroom. It's how kids are taught to look at their teachers. You lose respect when authority breaks down the way the Democrats are breaking down authority. I talk about Democrats. There are Republicans who are doing the same thing. It's just that this seems to be the agenda of the Democrat Party. The total agenda of the Democrat Party seems to be disrespect authority, disrespect the police, defund them, don't pay them, don't give them the ability to pay for their legal defense if they get called on the carpet for doing something. But you got to have the money to defend yourself. And now they're saying that they don't want to allow the cities, the municipalities, to pay for that insurance. This is just a total breakdown 
Democrats like Pelosi, AOC, and others make a spectacle of themselves, but nothing is done to actually help the country. FJB, let's go Brandon, is a national joke. Yeah, FJB, fuck Joe Biden. That's what they chant at the football stadiums. That's what they, yeah, that's it. And then when they change it to let's go Biden, because that that woman who was interviewing Brandon Brown, the NASCAR race, turned around and heard the crowd saying, fuck Joe Biden, said, oh, what did they say? Is that, let's go, Brandon? Everybody laughed because she wanted to make it sound like it, you know, it wasn't what it was. So the joke's on the media and the joke's on Joe Biden. It's a national joke on the president making a mockery of the office of the president. It's making a mockery. Do you not understand that you've elected a man that you've put him in the White House, that he is so disrespected, but you brought it on yourselves? Your presidential candidates call us names, derogatory names. This is what you do. All of us who voted for Donald Trump, we are patriotic Americans, intelligent, smart, business owners, cops, firefighters, military. You don't call us names. That's not what you do because you bring the whole country down. You're making a mockery of patriotism. There's no national pandemic policy two years into it. And now that the media is finally leaning into this, it's just causing more confusion and doubt and a lack of confidence in leadership. In any leadership, you understand what's going on by what the left is doing. You could say the FBI isn't the left, but when they try to exercise a coup over President Trump, because whatever reason they have, they don't like him, so what? You know, so what? You don't put together a coup, and that's what they did. So is it only the left? I don't know. Can you call the FBI the left? I don't know. Maybe it's not just the left. I don't know. I may not want left-wing Democrat policies, but I definitely don't want anarchy. The erosion of trust and leadership everywhere is detrimental to all of us. The 2022 midterms can't come soon enough. And for those who want term limits, as if that's the silver bullet, think about this. So far, 25 Dems say they're not running and 12 Republicans, okay? And it's only January. That's almost 10% of Congress. And soon it will be at least 10%. By the time the election comes, it'll probably be closer to 15%. And the Dems will lose between 40 and 70 seats. They will. And because that's usually what happens to the dominant party, the party that holds the presidency in the midterms. It happened to Clinton. It happened to Obama. That's what happens. Now, how many total R's and D's will lose? Lots, I'm sure. It's safe to say 20% is, what, 535 Members total, 435 in the House and 100 in the Senate. 
So if 100 seats change hands, that's 20% of everything. Do you really want more than 20% of Congress to be newbies? You think that's a good thing for America? <laughs> Learning the ropes, trying to figure out how to do their job when they don't even know where the bathroom is? Do you really want 20% of Congress run by the bureaucrats in charge, even for a few months while key legislation is being debated? Come on. <laughs> There's no easy fix, okay? Yeah, you have term limits, term limits, term limits. No! You don't want to indiscriminately get rid of some legislators that might make a 20-year or longer career. They might be good at that. That might be their calling. You don't know. But it's up to the voters. You got to put in the work and vote. It's sad that the division is so deep. It makes it that much more difficult to agree on a path that we can take together as a nation to agree on policies for a better future for the next generation. Instead, we distrust our political opposition too much to compromise, and we disrespect to the point that we have disdain for authority. It's going to make it easy to ignore and disobey laws. What if they're just running a business and there's a law that they don't think it's criminal to Hey, wait a minute, I could do that. That's not a criminal thing. And, and, and especially because some of these laws, some of this is just overreached by overzealous local politicians. So, hey, if they can steal up to $950 worth of stuff and not get prosecuted because it's kind of okay, then it's okay for me. That's what they're going to say. That's not even hurting anybody. That law is just stupid. They don't know any better. And believe me, there's a lot of stupid laws on the books. Lots of them. As of January 1st, in California alone, 756 new laws. Yeah, my friend Rich was reading off some of them to me, and I said, stop. I didn't want to hear it after the first three or four. It's so bad. Someone's going to break the laws for monetary gains. Someone's going to just allow us to rationalize, and it's okay. Imagine how it's going to encourage criminals and their defense attorneys. That's right. Their defense attorneys. The criminal defense attorneys are going to have a field day with this whole new, it's okay. But it's not okay to have gone into the United States Capitol. Let me remind you something. As citizens, that's our building. It's not their building. It's our building. Was it okay to quote-unquote breach? I don't know. Does that mean they just walked in the front door that was open for them? Because that's okay. That's fine. Now, the, the ones that climbed up the walls and broke the windows, that's not okay. That's When they say breach, that's what I think breaking down barriers to get inside. That's not okay. But is it a revolution? Is it trying to take over the country? Come on. You're way over the top. That's not even close to what these guys were thinking about. Whatever they were thinking about, I don't know. Give them a fair hearing. If anybody 
should be given cash-free bail and sent home? It's each and every one of these people because at least 90% are going to show up at their hearing, wherever it is. At least 90%, maybe more. Why? They're not criminals. If you want to separate the ones with criminal records, fine. You make that a little more difficult. You discern which is the risk of not showing up on their court date. Why is the government so scared? Why are Biden and Harris, their speeches today at the Rotunda, my God. Are they that afraid of Trump voters? Yeah, I'm a Trump voter. I like Donald Trump. I like him a lot. If he runs again, I'll probably vote for him. I don't know who he's running against. I don't know who he's running with. I don't know anything. I'm not going to prognosticate based on no knowledge of anything, especially less than a year away from the 2022 midterm elections. That's going to have a big effect on all of our thinking. And I'm assuming that very soon after that, President Trump will announce whether he's running or not. But as far as the fact that he was in office for four years and did an amazing job on bringing this economy to a place where working Americans have never done better, and then a pandemic hit, and what he did during that pandemic, it was a novel COVID, a novel virus, novel, never seen before, never seen. We did what we did, flatten the curve, do what we did. We built, literally built hospitals, sent the hospital ship to New York, built a hospital in Javits Center, got everybody, all the protective clothing and equipment, PPE, got the ventilators out. He was up there with Fauci and whoever else. So the people could see the President of the United States involved. Both feet and jumped right into the middle of it. And was involved every day. It was novel. We didn't know. But we found out. And while we were finding out, he had Operation Warp Speed going on. Probably from almost the beginning. And he developed the vaccine when nobody thought it could be done in less than three, four, five years. He did it in less than a year. That was Donald Trump. He changed our trade laws. He changed everything for the better for America. He put America first. People didn't like him. Yeah, because <laughs> he changed the rules on people that were making tons of money on lobbying. And, and all those different ways that everybody that got elected to Congress and went into office, just an average person with an average bank account, and then 10 years later, they're millionaires, every one of them should be scrutinized. Every single one of them. Don't hire 80,000, what is it, 87,000 IRS agents to attack the average American. Get a handful. Just put them in there to investigate everybody in Congress, to audit each and every one of them who've made all that kind of money just sitting in Congress. That's something we should be concerned about. There's plenty we should be concerned about.
holding up January 6th against everything that happened after George Floyd. How do you do that? I think what they did is they're distracting us from looking at all the criminal activity in the country sanctioned in a positive way by the Democrats. Defunding police, DAs, <laughs> no cash bail for hardened criminals that commit serious violent crimes. No cash bail, really? That's absolutely illegal, wrong. It's not helping the country, not helping the left. You're not helping yourselves by doing what you're doing. You're not helping yourselves by the way you're handling January 6th. This is the first anniversary of January 6th. And we need to have an honest look at it, not politicize it to the point that it is, because you're taking away any credibility that authority has by holding it up and using it for your political gain. And that's all it is. And we see right through it. And we see the politicization of everything in America. The power hungry are doing everything they can to gain power through politics. And the kind of power that they think they can gain, the money that they think they can make. I think Joe Biden is a thief. His son certainly is a thief and a crook, an extortionist. This is what we have in office. Now, I say that, and I shouldn't, because it's the office of the presidents. So we should quietly go about electing somebody better. But what's happened in the last 10 years, it's become normal to say this kind of stuff about the office of the presidents. It used to be, hey, even when Nixon was being thrown under the bus for Watergate, that whole era was crazy. People said a lot of things about Nixon, but they didn't call him the kind of names that they called Trump. And Nixon was eventually forced out of office. The office was sacred. And, and it should remain that way, and it's not. We're laughing at it. We have nothing but disdain. Again, FJB. Fuck Joe Biden. Let's go Brandon. This isn't a record to be proud of. And now stepping up and talking about January, put it away. Treat it with a little more dignity and have a little more class. And just say, look, it happened. It was wrong. The people did damage to that building, the people's building, the capital of the United States of America. They're going to pay a price. No, it's not an insurrection. They're not going to jail for 20 years. Some are going to be fined. Some will get some jail sentences for damage and whatever they did that was criminal. It's appropriate. That's all appropriate. But to use it as a political hammer, an axe, just a pound and pound politics, it's just not right. And again, I'm going to end this with saying we've got to bring authority back in fashion. We've got to make it fashionable again. We've got to respect those cops out there. We've got to respect the police. We need to respect the FBI. And the only way that's going to happen if they bring their own agents to justice. 
if they pursue what happened, the John Durham report, what John Durham is doing is important and should be just as important to the FBI as it is to you and me that they bring those agents to justice who are guilty. We need to restore credibility in the left and on the right. Democrats, Republicans in the middle, we need to restore the credibility of authority. The rule of law has been so damaged in the last six years, seven years, it's not beyond repair by far. It's up to us. We have a big election coming up. Let's remember January 6th for a date that the American people tried to let the leadership of this country know that the election should not be certified until it was investigated, but it was, and what happened, it's okay. It's it's what happened. We're paying the price. We're paying a big price. We all know what it is. It's inflation. It's Afghanistan. It's the border. It's not being energy independent. It's all these things and more. And we'll pay the price and we'll be fine and we'll get back. But we're not going to get back unless we restore respect in authority, in all authority. Let's not be the lesson of January 6th. Not that there were a bunch of white supremacists or insurrectionists or Antifa people or anything else, but that the American people have lost faith in leadership and we need it restored. And let's do what we need to do to restore that faith in the leadership in this country. I'm New York Mike. This is Roll Right Radio on the anniversary of January 6th. Take that message. Make it the message that you want it to be because this country is the country that we want it to be. The future is ours. Make it the future that you want. We have the ability to do that. I'm New York Mike. This is January 6th, 2022. Roll Right Radio, and I am out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.